TFG Football is an IVM production and you can also check out their other awesome shows like Simplified, a show that explains intense topic from around the world and simplifies it for you so that you can up your cooler in front of your friends. You're listening to TFG Football. What's up everyone? It's a new episode of the TFG Indian Football Podcast and here we are. We are back again in the studio. We are nowhere wandering around. Me and Kevin are here. Chiranjit is joining us as usual. Uh, phone and Skype is the usual thing. Today is joining us via Skype and uh, we begin with, of course, uh, last night's match, uh, the AFC Cup Interzonal Semi-Final First Leg between uh, Istik Lol and uh, Bengaluru FC. Dude, uh, they have been lolling about beating Bengaluru FC and you still forget their name. Yeah, huh? that's like, oh, I was like, okay, <laughs> I was supposed to say, I am still in the hangover of, I have not come over of no, 25th, 25th April. <laughs> so, uh, I just realized that that's done. Uh, but yeah, there was nothing to smile at the end of the match uh, for Bengaluru FC and their fans because it was a 1-0 defeat. And towards the end, a lot of things happening. Players, I see Chetri sprinting towards the referee at the uh, you know, final whistle and then Roka comes in. Because there was towards the end of drama took place. Uh, but before that, we'll definitely talk about the whole game. Chiranjit, your thoughts on the match? See, just going into this match, uh, I, I don't think anybody would have expected Bengaluru FC to keep a clean sheet. Okay. And it was always going to be a hustle of a game where uh, the outcome of the entire encounter would be dependent on how well you used the one or two opportunities that uh, this kind of a team would present to you. You know, the same kind of situation that happened uh, in the Johor Darul Tazim away game uh, in the semi-final last year. Johor Darul Tazim played well. They were playing at home. They were uh, being attacking. They were uh, in charge. But... Eugene Lingdo scored that wonderful goal and, uh, you know, they came into the uh, second leg all, you know, feeling pumped up because of that, because they had that away goal advantage. Here, Bengaluru FC tried their hardest. They, they put up their hardest fight I have seen in a very long time. Uh, it's not like they fight any less, but this was an especially trying game for this new young team. Uh, I mean, young in the sense that it has just been assembled, a lot of new players in there. But they got let down by the referee when that one golden moment presented itself. Yeah. Okay, I think I think Sunil Chetri was a. Uh, I, I was a bit disappointed earlier uh, for the game uh, during the game uh, by his performance because Udanta did set him up a couple of times and uh, he his final shot was missing. He either caught a defender or his shot was weak and um, the keeper got it. But this time he did not make a mistake and Bengaluru deserved a penalty. And you can you can talk all the way about the kind of uh, way the game progressed, right? And how Istiklal created chances, how Gurpreet made so many good saves, yeah. how uh, there was some super tough defending done by uh, the BFC defenders, how, uh, you know, uh, whenever they could, the Istiklal uh, defence would always try to outnumber the BFC attackers. So the game was a bit of a chess match for Bengaluru FC because they were facing a a physically superior team and uh, technically a lot of the players were better as well. It was only Udanta Singh who could step with them in place. But they created it. They went in and in the last moment they created their golden moment and they got let down. So 
it, it that's that moment just eclipses the entire match hmm. because it it's completely altered the outcome of the game yeah absolutely kevin your thoughts on the match and of course that final incident that we kind of missed that and then there was no yeah, replay there was, of there it there hardly <laughs> did a play to see that uh, incident uh, but uh, you know starting off uh, i will uh, you know begin with uh, the player selection you know Yeah. Colin Abranches was a straight uh, wrong picking for for starting that game you know uh, Khabra would have been a much better choice and I would like to There were know, a lot of just, changes not just you know, I would like to see this this positional yeah. uh, you know yeah. uh, experiment that Roca has done Right Now Eric Partalu as much as I know he is a defensive midfielder he started as a central defense and one and you know moved to to the right and uh, you know um, one and moved to wale i think i thought he was a yeah. winger so it, it was all you know it's an experiment by roka that you know did not work out hmm. uh, Ud- udanta singh was playing as a striker how many times have you seen that yeah and and, he, and we kind of bengaluru kind of missed him uh, on the, the wings the, how many crosses did you see from yeah, the right wing exactly. coming in you know colin abranches you know uh, he gave away the ball to cheaply he did not send in the crosses there was no support provided by him you know uh, to tony in the middle and for me if i have to pick uh, you know a good player apart from gurpreet obviously he was one of the best and mm. uh, you know uh, credit to him that uh, bengaluru did not scope you know Be- bengaluru did not concede more than two goals it would have easily gone in if, if it would have been uh, not for gurpreet yeah. uh, apart from that i think uh, dimas delgado played an excellent yeah. game uh because you know the the formation was such that the three back line was given uh, the cover by to uh, Lenny hmm. and uh, Dimas you know they were playing just ahead of the defense uh, mostly uh, Dimas trying to help out the defense and uh, Lenny was the one who was trying to go up and down hmm. um, you know the formation kind of you know did not uh, uh, help Bengaluru with hmm. this uh, new change of uh, and do you, positions do you, do you agree the first half they look kind of the players itself look like they were adjusting to their positions it was you know uh, you look at Tony he was kind of lost yeah. in the midfield yeah You know, these all the changes uh, you do too many changes at once this is what you you know you're going to get from uh, these experiments and somewhere i thought uh, chetri was the only uh, guy who played in a correct position but then he didn't have the best of days uh, last night uh, so that's why he he was uh, completely you know uh, kind of not there in the picture and as much as you would want him to step up to his responsibilities Udanta Singh was kind of okay, but uh, the balls reaching him uh, mm. were far too less. Yeah, uh, that that was the problem. And Bengaluru actually started playing when they conceded the goal. Yeah, you no, know, that's when they let go of everything. You know, uh, that defensive mindedness that they had. They came back strong the second. You know, when you, you know, it's playing defensive is very difficult because mm. you know that you cannot make any mistakes. And Bengaluru did not make any mistakes yesterday. Uh, all they had is uh, they don't don't want Istiklal uh, uh, to come inside, you know, from either sides. Hmm. They did that well, but again, uh, there was not enough to create a chance for Be- for Bengaluru to get in that goal. It's only after the goal co- was conceded then uh, they started, you know, more aggressive uh, game play. And uh, the goal, uh, the way it was conceded, uh, you know, it was an excellent cross. It was first, a brilliant goal. Uh, the mo- the biggest danger for Bengaluru was not when there were too many uh, extreme lower players in the box it was when there were too <laughs> less <laughs> yeah <laughs> and when there are too many bengaluru yes. players crowding it <laughs> so it was a total you know uh, surprise that uh, 
uh, they took the lead and it, although it was coming yeah. uh, but that but bengaluru did not expect in that fa- fashion to come in hmm. and uh, yes the second half was much better than uh, the first half obviously uh, they knew that uh, one of one away goal can make a lot of difference yeah. in in the home leg Uh, so they went all out uh, thabra's change you see the immediate effect what uh, what it brought and uh, some pace to the game and you know and more sense there was yeah. more support given from the right wing and uh, everybody had more freer roles uh, than where call colin branches was there we seen he he was giving up with the ball too easily and mm. uh, there was no actually you know his contribution to the game wasn't there yeah i think this also comes from the fact that he's only been used at some point you know at some afc cup matches and he's not used to playing or not just him or any other player for that matter who's only used selective games and they're not used to playing uh, the coordination or something like that maybe that's the reason but one more to point before sharanji takes over if he has a point uh, is that i would add bake to the list of who had a decent game last night because he was really playing he gave his heart out i mean as always he is the free throw specialist but he did a good uh, there were a lot of good tackles and he did a good job at the back uh, anything else takeaways from this game saranji that bengaluru needs to look at at the fortress when they play yeah well, the uh, 3 4 that they started with as uh, kevin was talking about i think a lot of nerves were there uh, simply because they had not tried that formation out as often against a side like this so the idea was right uh, just like you played against uh, north korean uh, april 25th sports club and uh, you know they overwhelmed them with uh, physical play uh, this was an attempt to just you know, you're going to go to uh, istiklol's uh, hometown then you're going to put in an uh, offensive posture and you know that, that would sort of turn the table on what they w- would be expecting from the beginning but uh, you know the, the nerves sort of got a uh, better of them uh, there was some stiffness to their game uh, but the, you know the the kind of things they had prepared they did very well like zarilov who had scored a bunch of goals the hitman you know has been scoring non stop since he joined this tick lol uh, he got cordon of very well i mean uh, i'm pretty sure uh, if you if you uh, you know jog a memory yegan Uh, remember sunil chetri you know who, who was not getting much room up front so he started tracking further and further back to get some room for himself mm, yeah. uh, and get more of the ball at one point when zarilov was about to get the ball uh, sunil chetri became a part of a uh, you know cordon team that was trying to uh, get him uh, off the ball and he even tackled him <laughs> yeah okay sunil chetri going and uh, tackling zalilov uh, in way inside bfc half like so that that shows uh, uh, even sunil was realizing that uh, he was not doing his job as much up front and he tried to increase his work rate over there but see bengaluru fc uh, uh, i actually digressed over there bengaluru fc were doing well on what they were planning for and uh, kevin is right when he says that they did not expect uh, the goal to come in that fashion Okay and and I think what we saw towards the second half uh, was uh, they were playing a bit more freely because uh, okay the the uh, you know bad thing had already happened so now it was a, a matter of changing the game and it was a, a counter where they catch the opponents uh, in in a surprise and uh, they just try to overwhelm them with numbers was exactly what they were planning for so when suddenly like there are like 30 seconds left in the game and you see six or seven bengaluru fc players just running like uh, some bulldogs are chasing them uh, and uh, that's that's what that's what they were expecting that's what that's how they envisioned it 
and it was just coming together so beautifully uh, we we were i mean i personally was trying to figure out what happened with that handball situation just coming back to that uh, obviously they did not show any replays so i found a highlights uh, video where uh, they showed that from the primary angle uh, the the main camera on in normal speed so it's very hard to spot but you can tell that this guy uh, i think uh, tamaritov or something his name was uh, so he he sees uh, the ball coming towards sunil chetri and he's taking position and his hands are stretched out on both sides okay hmm. and when the ball is hit towards him he instinctively tries to put the hand behind uh, his back he he knows that the ball might hit his hand but he fails the ball hits his hand anyway and when the ball hits uh, the I, i'm 90% sure the hands were outside his body because uh, just when the ball hits another uh, defender just comes running back and at that crucial moment he blocks the camera's view of the uh, of the ball yeah. so uh, it, it it's i'm 90% sure that uh, his hands were outside his body and if your hands are outside your body at a crucial situation like that uh, in the penalty box and it catches the ball i think intent does not matter you have enough grounds to give a penalty over there hmm. Yeah. Okay and and uh, I'm just disappointed at uh, this telecast I'm pretty sure who who put this together being sports or somebody uh, who are the you know the producers of the broadcast or lagadere you know if if this happened in EPL or Europa League or Champions League everybody would show like 20 replays from multiple angles and they would dissect it to death yeah here they never even showed a replay yeah they are about to show the replay but they cut that into and then they counter back the live action the final yeah, but, kick, but it's, yeah, it's but unfortunate like, yeah and uh, but later on they could have released a video of a different angle yeah, which exactly. would like answer for once and for all exactly what happened yeah. uh, here you can't even see properly so yeah i mean this is this is what you can see that uh, afc don't really want this to be discussed that much uh, it's not it was not the only mistake the referee made anyway hmm. so uh, yeah I, i'm probably just harping on the handball incident a lot but it just feels bad you know in the end uh, that that a team which was punching up very obviously and oh, actually like got their moment and it got robbed because the referee did not see so yeah it was a good yeah. shot in the end But let's see how things work out uh, when Bengaluru are here playing in their home uh, at the Kanthirava Stadium. Now moving on, let's see. Uh, today we have a kick off the FIFA Under 17 uh, practice match at the Mumbai Football Arena, and it's a free event. And it's a free event. Uh, Brazil takes on New Zealand, and uh, we're not going to dwell much upon this match because hey, it's a practice game. So so what? Uh, so what? So But we're going to see Brazil. in action <laughs> so kevin what are you expecting i mean are you expecting them to be all out proper game they they'll come out and play okay it's a practice game but still let's just no it's not going to be an all out game uh, for either teams it's just you know uh, the way of acclimatizing, acclimatizing uh, themselves to the weather hmm. to the indian conditions because uh, they've come in earlier and yeah. this is what they want yeah. you know just get the feel of the ground and uh, the conditions over here hmm. because it's uh, it's not going to be as you know simple similar to what they have played hmm. in their home countries hmm. and uh, it's a long uh, a week for them uh, so th- that's that's uh, what the intention will be just to you know get their legs uh, you know, ready for for the game hmm. and uh, just uh, 
no just like a small warm up yeah exactly i think uh, this will be a better uh, good way in for uh, new zealand because this is bombay is where they're going to play i mean technically it's new bombay it's not bombay but yeah <laughs> but the weather condition they can get used to it uh now it's time it's a free event by the way folks so you can just get in uh, get your friends everyone families as i said yesterday whom you like whom you don't like just get them everyone i mean i think i think people in mumbai should feel a bit lucky that they actually getting to see this because That's so many yeah. of these coaches yeah you know they they're just saying uh, that we'll do all the map, you know practice matches behind uh, closed doors that's what colombia did yeah and minerva punjab and ranjit bajaj was excitedly tweeting hey we're going to play colombia and everything <laughs> and then the coach came and said no closed door yeah. and some people apparently turned up to see the match but they found the gates of the ground closed so they could not even get in mm-hmm. so imagine being trolled like that and compare that to the situation in mumbai where you are being asked that to come in free of cost to yeah, come to and watch a match yeah practice yeah one game. of the favorites are going to play yeah absolutely yes. and who is going to try their best to end their 14 year drought of a world cup of hands in the world cup so let's see how that works out see you at mumbai kar see you at 5 pm at the mumbai football arena now we slip into a short break and we'll be back soon to of course preview the group that brazil is in which is called the group of death uh, we'll come back quick to talk about that and also we on the other side we'll hear the brazil coach so stay tuned Hello I'm Sanjeev and I'm Tushar and this is the Rotomot podcast a weekly show where we talk about motors and motoring in India cars bikes rickshaws buses friends familiars and time pass find us every week on the IVM podcast app or any other app you might use stuck in traffic put on rotomot taking a while in the loop rotomot is there for you dude that sounded particularly disgusting thank you but seriously catch rotomot every week And we are back again. Uh, it's a bit of a short, sweet break because we have a lot to talk right now. The Group D of uh, the FIFA Under-17 World Cup that will be playing in Kochi. Okay, that was a very weird sound, but by the way, listeners, yeah. uh, can you take a guess who's going to be from uh, TFG present at Kochi? Take a guess. Uh, take a guess. Go for it. Take, take a guess. guess. Keep guessing till the end of the game. <laughs> till the end of our game. That's the show. Uh, so let's let's not waste much time and talk about this group because there will be a lot to talk about. Uh, we have Korea, North Korea, uh, Niger, Brazil, and Spain in this group. Uh, mind you, Niger is a new team, a debutant uh, into this World Cup uh, edition. And What luck! Yeah. Absolutely, <laughs> getting into this group, right? Where Brazil, yeah. Spain, and North Korea. I'm like, okay, I'm like dead right now. <laughs> If a newbie has to be put into that group, one is already intimidating because of the country itself, <laughs> and the other two are giants of football. So no, no, just just imagine, no, just look at this group. Brazil are the South American champions. Yeah. This under 17 team, and hmm. Spain are the European the champions. champions. Yeah. You're gonna you're gonna face two continental championship champion teams in a group stage. Debut, like, like I thought, India had a bad draw. Yeah. Like, nothing here, yar. Let's let's go ahead. Yeah, but then again, but then again, let's not uh, no be overconfident. Just like the Brazil coach uh, Carlos Amadio uh, at the press conference, the pre-match conference uh, before the uh, the practice game of New Zealand. But there was not much about they were talking about the game because everybody had a lot of things to ask both the coaches, but we. 
we are getting you Brazil's coach here who talks about uh, also in his long conversation that uh, you know how he is also terming yes there are Europeans yes there are uh, you know South Americans but hey do not forget the ones who are at, at least at the under 17 under 20 World Cups the ones who dominate are the African teams and they have won in the group so they are not in any way going to undermine or uh, you know uh, say that take them easily so with without much uh, wasting much time let's hear what he has to say he talks and about that yes and uh, for those who do understand portuguese uh, we are keeping that, that yeah we are keeping also, that bit also and, uh, so it will be translated by the translator, translator. who is present yeah absolutely so don't worry when you are saying hey kya baat kar rahe hai there is there's a translator after that so let's hear the brazilian coach and the media manager you have won this tournament for a long time no are the people at home about this aspect and what do you expect to do in this one? Uh, oh, sorry. O Brasil ganha tem bastante tempo essa competição. É, como que isso é visto no Brasil? O que vocês esperam para essa competição? É, no início foi? O Brasil ganha o Mundial Sub-17 há bastante tempo. Sim. Porque é, como que isso é visto dentro do Brasil? Como as pessoas estão esperando e você acompanha essa competição? Uh, no Brasil nós somos sempre muito cobrados É, por grandes conquistas uh, mas a gente tem trabalhado com muita tranquilidade é, porque o que a gente quer como principal objetivo é que nossos jogadores cheguem até a equipe principal e se chegar na equipe principal conquistando títulos na 17 e 20 é, acontecer isso seria visto de uma forma muito positiva dentro do Brasil uh, in Brazil, uh, every time we are, uh, everybody is looking forward for titles. But uh, as we are working with uh, young players, we are working for develop them. So uh, our achievement is to get them to our professional team. But if we can do that, uh, winning competitions and winning trophies, uh, of course, that it will be really positive for us. Uh, Brazil as a, as a nation has always produced uh, stars both at the club and, the, and at the international level. Uh, can you give us an, an insight into what the football model in the country is like that produces stars both at the club and international level? Because it's not the same training at the club and international level. So how do how this team form and what is the model like? Uh, Brazil simply produces jogadores estrelas. Enfim, como que o Brazil faz isso? Produzir jogadores estrelas, mas não todos os times que são tão fortes assim, mundialmente falando, mas todas as estrelas mundiais. Na realidade, o Brasil sempre teve equipes é, muito fortes mundialmente. Ah, foi o Santos, na época de Pelé, de Coutinho, Pepe, Gilmado, Santos Neves, o goleiro que jogou a Copa do Mundo e foi bicampeão mundial em 58 e 62. Ah, o Botafogo é, de Garrincha, o Flamengo de Zico, uh, o São Paulo é de Miller, de Raí. Então, o Brasil sempre teve grandes equipes e que foram referências para o mundo. Uh, com a globalização, nos últimos 20, 20 anos, eh, isso mudou bastante e esses jogadores começaram a sair do Brasil uh, cada dia que passa mais cedo. Uh, antigamente saíam com 26, 27 anos, Hoje, com 16, 17, 18 anos, já saem. E isso enfraqueceu ah, o futebol internamente do Brasil. Os grandes clubes hoje já não têm as grandes estrelas 
elas estão no cenário mundial em 10, 15 clubes é, do mundo, sobretudo é, Inglaterra, a Espanha, a Itália e França e Alemanha. Let's go. Uh, Brazil always have uh, great, great teams, strong teams, uh, and all over the world. Uh, teams like Santos from Pelé, Coutinho, Pepe, uh, the Botafogo of Garincha, uh, Flamengo of Zico, and São Paulo of Raí. Uh, these teams were strong, but uh, with the globalization, uh, our players started to go out from Brazil earlier. Uh, They were used to go out from Brazil with 26, 27 years old, and now they are leaving Brazil uh, with 16 and 17, and they are playing for the uh, big clubs in the world, and almost these 15 uh, more big clubs in, Brazil, in the world, like uh, teams from England, teams from Spain, teams from French. Uh, that's why the clubs from Brazil lost uh, their strong But uh, the players are still uh, being stars in the world. Your thoughts on Paraguay and Colombia? Paraguay is uh, playing in Mumbai and Colombia is in India group. Your thoughts on uh, their uh, level because they are part of the South American group? O americano é, classificatório foi uma competição muito difícil é, e essas equipes se comportaram muito bem. Uh, o Paraguai é, vem mantendo uma seleção. É, permanente, é, já estão juntos há bastante tempo, com um trabalho muito qualificado, é, uma equipe que não tem tantos jogadores individualmente é, no nível tão alto, mas a parte do conjunto é muito forte, uma equipe muito competitiva. É, nós não conseguimos vencê-los no Sul-Americano, foram dois empates, um por uma um e outro por dois a dois, foi a única equipe que não conseguimos vencer. O, a Colômbia uma equipe muito bem treinada também, o Restrepo uma equipe técnica uma, uma equipe que privilegia muito as jogadas é, de bola parada é, o escanteio, a falta lateral com jogadas combinadas uh, e o Chile foi o dono da casa e se mostrou um time que com a ajuda da sua torcida muito forte é, dentro dessa competição é, e com jogadores bastante qualificados So, uh, we had this South America qualification, it was uh, really difficult for us, but uh, these teams were, they played a really good football there. Paraguay is a, a, a strong team because they are working together since a long time, and uh, um, they, are, uh, they don't have individual skills uh, with their main, main uh, subject, but Uh, the, the collective uh, are really strong they are, as a team they are really strong and we didn't beat them uh, that, that was the only team that we couldn't beat in our qualification we had two draws with them and Colombia is a really technical team uh, they are really well trained by Restrepo which is their coach uh, and they are used to play with free kicks their free kicks are really strong And also we have Chile from South America, and Chile has uh, shown a uh, really strong playing in their home, and now they will have to show something here uh, in India, which is really different. Question to the Brazilian coach again. The uh, star player, of course, is Vinicius, but how do you, given the transfer that happened recently, how do you keep him prepared for a World Cup, and also how do you maintain the atmosphere to make sure 
É, claro que é grande estrela esse time Vinícius, como que você faz para manter ele é, focado na competição depois de uma transferência dessas e também manter os jogadores é, é, envolvidos nessa atmosfera? É, primeiro, é, entender o contexto. Né? O Vinícius ele, ele, ele tem se destacado é, nessa categoria, já subiu para a categoria profissional, é, teve uma venda que chamou a atenção é, do mundo, mas é um jogador que ele mantém o um foco porque ele quer estar aqui. Tá? Ele está vindo para essa competição, para esse Mundial. É, ele pediu para estar aqui, ele acha importante, ele sente prazer de estar com os companheiros dele, representando a sua seleção, representando o seu país. Eu acho que isso é o mais importante, é quando a pessoa está se disponibilizando, então acho que o foco dele, assim que terminar a, a final da Copa do Brasil, onde a equipe dele enfrenta é, o, o, o Cruzeiro né, na, na, nessa final e após essa final ele viaja e se integra normalmente à equipe quanto ao entrosamento, como ele já tem dois anos e meio junto com essa equipe é, não, terei, não teremos o menor problema quanto a isso So, uh, first, of all, first of all, we have to understand the context uh, uh, that Vinicius are inside. Uh, uh, he uh, he's been our main player in that age uh, since the under 15, and he has called the attention of all over the world. He had this transfer, but after this, uh, he asked us to he asked us to come to this competition. He uh, told us that he wanted to be here. He is proud to serve his country. And uh, that's um, the most important for us because uh, when the players want to be here, uh, for us, it's the most important to play like him. Um, and for sure, after his final at the national competition that he has in Brazil right now against Cruzeiro, and he will play for his team, He will join us here uh, on Saturday. And about the, the uh, playing together with these guys, he, they are playing together since 2015, so it will not be a problem to don't have him at the first days of training sessions. My question is to the, the coach. Uh, there's, there's been a lot of talk about your acting in forward players. But in the South American Championship, you just considered three goals. So can you tell us about your defense? Todo mundo fala muito da defesa do, do ataque do time, que faz muitos gols, mas a defesa também só sofreu três gols no, no, no sul-americano. O que, que você pode falar dessa defesa? Qual é o segredo dela? Uh, a gente considera a equipe uma equipe equilibrada. Uh, não adianta a gente é, fazer muitos gols uh, e acabar perdendo o jogo, uh, tomando muitos gols. Então a gente busca é, o equilíbrio. O sistema defensivo ele começa do primeiro atacante, seja do Vinícius, seja do Paulinho, seja do Brenner, é, dos jogadores mais adiantados. Então todos participam desse processo de marcação e isso faz com que é, a nossa defesa é, tenha um comportamento mais sólido. Além de bons jogadores, é, naturalmente é, as pessoas olham o Brasil sempre com jogadores mais habilidosos, jogadores que do último terço do campo, jogadores que definem, mas nós temos muita qualidade durante muitos e muitos anos com os nossos goleiros e com nossos defensores também. 
so uh, the first thing that we consider is the equality of our team. Uh, we uh, are not looking to score many goals, just uh, to receive many goals too. Uh, uh, we are looking to score goals and to not conceive goals. Uh, our defense system starts with our first forward. Uh, it can be Vinicius, Paulinho, Brenner, uh, which one is there, but it starts with them, and that's why we have this solid defense, because when the ball goes there, uh, it's easier for the defenders, because uh, it had started in the, the first middle of the field. Uh, of course, that when people look to Brazil, they are always uh, trying to find the forward uh, who scores or who are making the dribbles, but uh, uh, we have this solid defense, we have many quality in our goalkeepers, in our defenders, and you can see that in our stars right now playing around the world. You just mentioned about the, the geographic location of New Zealand, does it really give you a chance to go much? What are the kind of opportunities you guys have had in your careers, the league system and everything, and of course playing for the national team? And what do you guys want to achieve, at least from the practice matches? Is it a yardstick that you're looking to achieve? Well, I mean, we we play our we've only got one professional team in our country, and we play in an Australian league, so that's about the only exposure that we really get. Unless people have foreign passports, and you know they have the opportunity to go places like Europe or South America and play overseas, but it, it doesn't happen very often. So, I mean, these are the best opportunities we're going to get. You know, age group World Cups, and then. If we do, then we progress on to the um, full men's team and then those competitions and so on. So, I mean, it's pretty exciting. This is our biggest opportunity so far in our lives. And I'm sure for everybody at this tournament as well, you know, first world tournament. So it's very exciting for us and, yeah, we're looking to, you know, do something great here. So, yeah. Yeah, question to a Brazilian coach. Uh, you just mentioned that uh, Brazilian players act as young as 15 and 16 are leaving Brazil to go and play for different clubs and different sports. So in future when uh, the Brazilian under 17 team is uh, uh, formed or built, will it be easier to, for you for a coach uh, to handle these players who are smarter with their experience outside? Or will you get players who have different ideas of how the football is played and you'll have to Sort of un make them unlearn there whatever they have learned there and put them in their style of play. So, the question of the players are going to be very soon, right? If this, in a certain way, attrapes the question of montar the team to implant a philosophy of Brazilian football, or if this, in fact, helps you to bring them a question more modern, maybe more European, and you can fit them into a philosophy of Brazilian football. É, eu acho que nós temos os dois, as duas situações nós temos os pontos positivos e nós temos algumas dificuldades as dificuldades na hora de treinar juntos de se encontrar mais vezes um atleta por exemplo que vai até o Real Madrid ou, ou qualquer time desse só querem liberar na data FIFA então isso prejudica o entrosamento prejudica a parte de entrosamento Uh, mas eles também vivenciarem outras escolas, outra cultura, outra, outro tipo de treinamento, eu acho que agrega, eu acho que faz com que 
é, eles também consigam é, 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 evoluir. Então, eu acho que a gente tem que se adaptar a essa realidade. Não cabe a gente é, se queixar, é, reclamar do que está acontecendo. Cabe a, a nós é, nos adaptarmos e tirarmos proveito desses pontos positivos e minimizar os pontos negativos. Uh, I can see both situations here. Uh, we have the positive and uh, we have the difficulties of this, uh, the, the, the situations. Uh, the difficulties is to uh, be together, to train together, to uh, develop uh, 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 as a team. Uh, because when a, a, a young player are in Real Madrid, Barcelona, teams like this, uh, they just uh, uh, they, they don't allow us to use them uh, out of FIFA dates. And um, uh, but the other the other side is that uh, when they are living in another country, they are experiencing another culture. Uh, another school of football, another style of training sessions, of practice, and it, this these things helps them to develop their, their, their football, to grow up in their career. So uh, we don't don't have to look at this with uh, uh, negative uh, eyes. We have to look at look at this, understand this, and get used it with this because this is uh, our reality. <laughs> Question again, Brazil. Uh, you know, country like Brazil, uh, where every almost every household produces a football player, how difficult is it to scout and pick players for the national team? No Brasil, quase todo mundo joga futebol. Em todas as casas tem pelo menos um jogador de futebol. O quão difícil é para fazer scouting para achar os talentos? Pelo Brasil ser um país muito parecido com a Índia, né, muito grande, um país com tamanhos, é, um tamanho continental, uh, e onde cada região também se pratica futebol, uh, nós temos que montar uma equipe de scouts, de observadores, é, que vão mapeando é, esses torneios que acontecem no Brasil de base. Uh, pelo menos nós temos aí 20 a 25 clubes que trabalham com a formação de atletas. Em cima dessa observação, a gente senta os scouts e os treinadores para discutir a convocação desses atletas. Na sub-15, na categoria sub-15, a gente aumenta o número de convocados entre 60 a 80 atletas, onde a gente observa em loco, treinamos com eles e depois vamos diminuindo uh, ao sub-17 e no sub-20 porque são jogadores que já vêm jogando campeonatos onde são mais facilmente monitorados mas como o Brasil é um país que continental e que tem regiões que surgem jogadores uh, de uma hora para outra, jogadores que evoluem jogadores que estão no centro menor e que ainda não foram observados esses às vezes vêm para um centro maior e aparecem, a gente às vezes brinca, aparece do nada, mas sempre surge esse tipo de jogador e muitas vezes não são detectados na base, muitas vezes já vão ser detectados no profissional. Ainda precisamos evoluir é, nesse sentido, por, justamente por conta disso. Nós temos uma quantidade hoje de observadores, de scouts, mas precisamos ainda aumentar é, e criar competições 
que é, nos dê uma facilidade maior para monitorar. Ou seja, a gente está buscando evoluir nesse sentido. Uh, so, uh, Brazil is big as India. We have a continental country, and uh, in all regions uh, we have players, we have uh, kids playing football, and for this we have uh, a staff of scouters. Uh, they are looking and searching for trying to find another uh, new players every day. Uh, nowadays we have 20 to 25 strong teams in Brazil, strong clubs of, uh, with an academy of developing players. And uh, we work inside, uh, inside of this number. And for the, the, the call of the, uh, the national team, when we talk about the under-15 category age, um, we have a number of 60 to 80 players that we are calling and watching them uh, in local. And uh, after this, uh, when we go to the under-17 and then the under-20, we uh, uh, closing that limit for, to 40 and 30 players. And, uh, but as Brazil is this continental uh, country, sometimes we are surprised uh, because a player that never appears uh, at the youth age will appear at the professional in another region. And... Uh, that's something that we are trying to develop, trying to uh, make it better, because uh, it's not good for us to be surprised. So uh, uh, what, right now what we have to do is to have more uh, staff of scouting uh, professionals, and we are trying to produce better competitions for the youth, 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 uh, youth teams to show for us this... Uh, stars or the, the, the quality of these young players. Wait a minute, please. Além disso, nós temos a, a é, contamos com a colaboração de todos os treinadores, né? Que a gente também tem convocado eles para participar do nosso trabalho, conhecer o trabalho e essa parceria tem feito com que esses treinadores também é, fossem é, passem a ser multiplicadores e, e passem essas informações dos atletas que surgem em cada região. Uh, beside of this, uh, right now uh, we are working with uh, a partnership with the coaches of the clubs in Brazil. Uh, sometimes they are working with us in the national team. We are calling them. Sometimes uh, one coach from south, one coach from northeast, one coach from the center of the the, the, the country. And when they comes to work with us at the national team, when they come back to their clubs, they are. Uh, uh, Like uh, they are talking about our philosophy of game, and that's something that are helping us this partnership with the coaches of the clubs. Penso que é, o, as, as, os grupos ficaram é, bem equilibrados. É, o grupo do Brasil é um grupo muito difícil. Ah, tem o, o campeão sul-americano, tem o campeão europeu. Então são duas grandes forças. É, a gente tem que lembrar que a África uh, é um continente que domina a categoria. Uh, são oito títulos desse continente contra seis títulos uh, somados Europa e América do Sul. Uh, então, qualquer equipe africana ela é uma grande força nessa competição. 
E nós temos a Coreia do, do Norte, que é uma equipe que é uma incógnita, é uma interrogação, a gente não tem muita informação, é um país mais fechado, por conta disso uh, a gente não tem tantas informações. Uh, eu vejo esse Mundial muito equilibrado, com grandes possibilidades para boa parte das seleções, a gente vê os times africanos com, com grande potencial e com força para chegar a ser campeão como no Mundial passado. Foram duas equipes, Mali e Nigéria, que fizeram a final. Eu vejo a Europa hoje com todas as, as seleções classificadas com um grande potencial, mas especialmente a Espanha e a Inglaterra. Eu vejo o México e Estados Unidos é, com duas muito boas equipes. Então, eu acho que vai ser o Mundial é, do equilíbrio de muitas seleções, de muitas, muitos times com, em condições de serem campeões. Uh, talking about our group, uh, it's uh, a really strong group because we have the South American champion, the uh, European champion, and after this uh, we have uh, an African team which uh, is ever strong in this uh, in this age if you look to the statistics uh, Africa as a continent they have eight trophies in this uh, World Cup and South America and Europe together they have only six so when you face an African team in this age uh, it's ever difficult and we have Korea DPR uh, which we have don't have many information because it's a more closed country so uh, it's not easy to get information from them so it's it will be a really difficult group uh, and I look to this World Cup as the World Cup of the equality because uh, we have these African teams which is really strong we have European with uh, all the teams of from Europe they are really strong and more Spain and England they have a really strong team And we see Mexico, United States, they have made a really great team for this World Cup too. So uh, uh, this will be probably the World Cup of the equality because there are many teams uh, with chances to win. Well, what a way to end the conversation there. He called it the World Cup of equality. Wow. I mean, he should be getting some award for that. Yeah, he just gave a punchline towards the end of the conference, and we all had a smile on our face when he said that, uh, because uh, the way he mentioned saying that this looks like because there are the African teams who are good at it, there are these South American teams who are champions, there are these European teams, there are these Asian teams who are out there fighting for it. And there's India. Uh, hey, come on, <laughs> when does India fall? Kevin, <laughs> they don't fall outside India. India's presence is the biggest sign of equality. Yeah. churn on their players and get them out uh, but now let's focus on the other teams and let's talk about our thoughts about this group Kevin who do you pick as a topper <laughs> no, le no let's let, we shouldn't get into you know, the biggest news of uh, this group yeah. uh, we should break it down in, in this way that there are champions 
in this group hmm. and there are unknowns in this group yeah now from unknowns uh, north korea is top because hmm. you know uh, it's every very everything is secretive whatever your north korea does yeah. and so did uh, mentioned so did mentioned. the coach mention we're going to need special permission to find out who scored in the yeah. match <laughs> <laughs> okay so north korea uh, again uh, they're not any newbies in this tournament uh, hmm. they've been part uh, earlier and uh, quarter finals is what the best finish best has been 2005 yeah uh, niger is a surprise package to you know to all the african nations because mm. uh, the way they've come up they beat nigeria on the way through yeah no nigeria is one of the most successful teams in the world cup in the under 17 world cup and uh, getting them off uh, their, their way is something like a big achievement mm. and uh, you know physicality is where uh, the niger team will be uh, ahead of both you know uh, the not uh, the latin american yes brazilians uh, you know can can find uh, indian climatic conditions very similar to what they have uh, the second best would be the african teams hmm. so mind you you know when you have some the climate draining you out it's when you need your energy the most and uh, the second half or the later stages of a match is where you'll have the real test so that's where niger will have the edge over the teams hmm. spain again they are known for their short passes they are known for their beautiful created free kicks uh, set piece corners the european flavor yes and that is where you know uh, other teams might just be uh, lacking you no know, hmm. set pieces can be your you know game changers at times and north korea coming to north korea uh, you know we hardly know anything about this team but uh, again uh, we've seen uh, the north korean club that plays you know they play compact they don't play too many you know uh, unnecessary passes that's uh, i'm expecting a similar game from uh, this team as well hmm chiranjit your thoughts on the group brazil is going to kill <laughs> you know it's it's going to kill because it's kochi is way more humid hmm. than uh, what uh, spain players would be used to yeah okay they they here for the first time they will play a couple of warm up games i'm pretty sure but i think uh, just even though i'm i'm not saying spain team is uh, you know necessarily worse than brazil at the moment but brazil would be boosted by so many factors they will uh, you know acclimatize to the climate better hmm. they're going to have a bigger support like like kerala so many brazil fans over there yeah. i mean it's 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 mostly brazil and argentina but they obviously like the latin american flavor hmm. they're going to fill the stadium they're going to wear kerala blasters jerseys and it's going to look yellow <laughs> brazil you know it's it's yeah. going to be it's going to be like brazil will feel like they they're playing at home and even even in uh, i'm pretty sure even in their own home country not enough people i mean not, not those many people will turn out to watch uh, under 17 team play hmm. like 60 70000 sold out crowd in kochi so it's going to be it's going to be brazil will just demolish everything let's just say spain i'm i mean this is a group of death uh, because there are two champion teams and there's a I mean, this this is a high risk, high reward situation. If you topple a champion, a continental champion, you just get a lot of wind on your sail. But mm. I I don't really see that much chance of surprises because North Korea, uh, there uh, there is the semifinals of the uh, of the Asian Championship last year here, uh, and it it wasn't really. I mean, I mean they were good. let's say they were good but uh, just just look at uh, who they played uh, they they were uh, losing uh, 
who did they lose to uzbekistan they lost to uzbekistan they got uh, 1-1 draws with oman and iran although iran i think are the best team and uh, and they went and drew with iran uh, 1-1 and lost in penalties that's a that's still a you know big achievement mm-hmm. so north korea can be arguably said that they are one of the best in asia but i i think they can put up a fight against niger but not against spain not the best in europe not the best in latin america hmm. yeah. you know it just just it figures it, it, these guys i mean <coughs> look look at the look at the players they have spain have like i think some 12 players from real madrid and barcelona hmm. combined yeah Yeah, they got uh, this guy has uh, uh, you know flamingo players all over the place. Uh, the Vinicius Junior, Junior already plays from flamingo. Yes, he's, he's already playing. No man, it, I just don't see any chance of a miracle happening here. Hmm. You know, uh, maybe maybe King Kim Jong Un has the power to, but he's not <laughs> playing. But yeah, anyway. Yeah, I, I just I'm never going to North Korea after this. So. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, yeah, that's 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 that, and I mean, it's it's obvious. So let's see if things can go wrong in this group. And uh, Kochi is where they play once again. Just to mention, North Korea, Niger, Brazil, and Spain compare uh, come through the Group D uh, for the Under 17 FIFA World Cup. Now that's all from to, uh, from us. And uh, yes, it was a pretty extensive show, but I'm sure you're happy because hey, hey. You don't listen. You don't hear every day a coach from Brazil talk on our show. So there you go. We got him on the show. Uh, <laughs> so I'm sure you're happy. And uh, all the Kochi uh, people in Kochi will be uh, really excited to watch, and so am I. Uh, that's that. That's uh, that was that was the revealing of yeah that that reveal yeah, yeah that was the revealing of uh, who's going to be in Kochi uh, for that game. <laughs> I, think, I think Brazil versus Spain is easily the most exciting fixture yeah. of this. Yeah. This. Uh, World Cup. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so we bid our goodbyes today from the studio. <laughs> And uh, if you want to follow us, uh, talk to us, you can do that on Twitter. Both underscore Kevin, Sujit Matthew ninety four, Chiranjit Oja. Uh, those are our Twitter handles. Do follow TFG Football Twitter handle to get all the updates of Indian football and also the FIFA World Cup. Uh, you can also read about the match report of Bengal FC in case you missed the match on our website, thefangras.com, and all the previews and other stories related to World Cup and Indian football. Uh, also check out. The, 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 you'll have the links uh, in our description on our YouTube channel. Uh, please like, share, subscribe, hit the bell icon to get updates of our new episode. Leave your comments below. Let us know what you thought about the Bengaluru FC match and also about this group uh, and the thoughts of Brazil's coach. Have a great day, folks. Come back to us uh, tomorrow because we're a daily show. And have a great day. Cheers. was Tantrik Steve from Hansraj College Delhi performing at IIT Bombay's Mood Indigo. Just like them there's a lot of new talent and art coming out of colleges all across India but unfortunately most of this goes completely unnoticed or ignored. To fix this we started atkt.in. Hi, I'm Ankur. I'm a musician and a rapper and I found that one of the best things about being an artist myself is finding new talent. Through atkt.in Tanya my colleague who's a dancer and a whole team really is putting all of our efforts into discovering and promoting all the coolest talent that's coming out of colleges all across India and this goes up on our website our social media TV radio and of course this podcast with IVM make sure you go to our website support the talent with your likes your shares your comments all of that really matters go ahead check it out atkt.in
Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. This is your captain speaking. Sorry to say, but there's been a slight delay due to the apocalypse having suddenly begun. As you can see, there's death, destruction, and chaos taking place all around us. But don't you worry. Food and drinks will be served shortly, and I would recommend checking out IVM Podcasts to get some of your favorite Indian podcasts. We'll keep you going till this whole thing blows over. Thank you.